Hello everybody and welcome to another episode on the Working Girl Podcast. So today we'll be talking about sinful addictions. Sinful addictions. I mean that means that there are addictions that are not sinful and there are addictions that are sinful. Addictions, what does, what does that mean? I mean addictions are, are basically habits. Things that you may not want to do but we end up doing them. And sin doesn't need any definition. So if anybody tells you that sin is not pleasurable, I don't completely agree because even the Bible says in Proverbs 9 verse 17 that stolen waters and sweet and bread eaten in secret places is um, tasty or something. Yeah, so sin is pleasurable and that's the truth. And addictions are things that you formed the habit of doing. So doing something pleasurable that is a habit is I mean, from the world, addiction is not easy to stop. And many of us have addictions. Some are not sinful, like probably taking soda, or some are sinful. So we have ways of dealing addictions. And it's very key in our work with God that we take care of these addictions. Because surely, I mean, we are not in heaven, so sin is around us. We are still in the flesh, and that's the truth. Until you go to heaven where there's no sin around, we can't sin again. We have to pay attention to these things, these habits that we not often start as sin, but we end up as sin. And I've come to understand that sin starts from the heart. For an addiction, addictions were um, referred to by Apostle Paul um, somewhere in Romans 7, Romans 7. Verse 19 and 20. This is not a sermon. Um, I just want to read it because this, this struck me. Yeah. Romans 7, verse 19 it says, For I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. In verse 20, he says, Now if I do what I do not want to do, it no longer is I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that is doing it. So Apostle Paul was saying, Apostle Paul. If he can say that the things that he doesn't want to do, the good things that he wants to do rather, he doesn't do them. And the evil things that he doesn't want to do, he keeps on doing. So this shows that nobody is, you can't say, oh, because you are an apostle or because you've been a Christian for five, ten years, you are above all of these things. It takes a decision, a determination to overcome all of these things. And if Apostle Paul can go through this, I, I mean, I can go through this and I can also win. If you can win against the addictions, that means I can also win against the addictions because, I mean, he has Jesus Christ, the same Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, same today, and he's the same forever. So I would like to make this very simple, yeah? And I like to use a very normal example that we can all relate with. For addictions, let's take a, um, a person who has an addiction with um, coke, drinking soda, let's say and he wants to stop drinking soda how how can he stop the first thing is that he comes to a decision he makes a decision you see okay from now on no more fanta no more coke no more soda yeah that decision is the first step really i know you say yes i've made decision over and over again i keep on doing the same thing yes just just follow me please the first start with a decision okay i'm not going to take soda yeah for my health that decision must be followed by decisive action. How can I stop this? Yeah, I've made a decision. Yes, that's one. 
And how can I stop this? If, for instance, there's a supermarket that is just opposite my house, and anytime I go for grocery shopping, I must get four cans of coke or something, or because I have made a decision not to get coke from the supermarket here yeah, or from anywhere, you know. I can start by saying, okay, from now on, I will probably send someone to help me do grocery shopping. Just because I know that if I get into the supermarket, I will be most likely tempted to go to the aisle where there is Fanta or Coke or soda. So I've taken an, an action, yeah, it says action that, okay, I'm not going to do this supermarket. And it may not actually be very convenient. It may not actually be very, very convenient now. I may say, okay, because I'm, I'm used to going to the supermarket and anytime I go there, I buy soda, I buy what, I, what I'm not supposed to buy. I can try to start shopping online. It may be more expensive, but I mean, there's a reason why I'm doing that. So I actually kill the desire in me to have that. I actually kill the things that attract me to that thing, yeah? And when I make the decision not to take soda anymore, I shouldn't try to indulge myself. So I need to stop indulging myself. Take for example, the guy who says, no more soft drinks in this house, yeah? Then he says, to show that I can have stopped or have self-control over this problem, I'll buy five cans of Coke and put them in my fridge. They'll be very cold, very chilled, and I will not take them. I will show myself that I would have stopped, I have the power over this problem. The Coke in the fridge may last for like three days, or the fourth day I can assure you, this guy is going to take a can and say, just this one. Two days, he says, then just another one. And that's it. So you don't indulge yourself. You know, you, you don't don't test yourself. Don't say I have self-control over this problem. That's how sometimes you fall. If you know this particular friend you have makes you do things that you do not want to do, makes you have conversations that are not healthy, you know, it's not really the best type of friend. Don't say okay, I will tell him to stop saying these things when I'm around him or when he's around me, when she's around me. I will caution him and tell him to stop. No. If this friend makes you to do things you don't want to do, the caution may not be not enough. It's like the same scenario where the guy says, I'll put drinks in my fridge and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them. No. Once you deal with an addiction, then completely stop seeing that cook in your fridge. Trash it or give it out. If this friend makes you to have to commit the sin that you have made a decision not to commit, cut the friend off. As hard as it sounds, that's one of the only practical ways to deal with addictions. If this place you go to, you know, is not healthy for you, or if you want to stop something, a particular lifestyle, keep going to the club, you know what happens next. You know what happens next. So don't even go to the club. If this drink you take makes you do things that you don't want to do, stop taking the drink at all. You know, if you are around friends that make you do things, just cut off completely. Addictions are not are not the most easy things to combat, you know. You cannot say you want to cut off a tree that has deep roots in the ground by cutting off the leaves or cutting off the branches. How to deal with addictions by going to the roots and uprooting everything completely. If you uproot just a part of it or you uproot just a branch or a leaf and say yes I'm making progress, it doesn't start today. Even wasn't built in a day, I'm going to cut it, take my time and cut it, cut it, cut it. As you cut, it grows faster than it cuts. I will explain this through the Bible, yeah? So that's on that, yeah? And that's the 
physical side of it. Bible tells us very clearly that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So for addictions, for sinful addictions, it's not like um, the addiction we cope or something that's not sinful. There is a spiritual angle to this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So believe me, there are forces, there are things, there are evil spirits, there are demons that compel you to do this, to commit these sinful acts that you have made your mind, you've promised God no more from this time forth, no more. So beyond the physical side to all of this, there's, there is the spiritual side and that is the, that's very important that you must do, to deal with addiction successfully, you must really combat that angle. And there are a whole lot of scriptures that come to my head, you know. One of the things that I have, I have come to realize is that there are some things that we have said we wouldn't do, we would try not to do, but it's quite difficult. So one of the basic things to do is to ask God for help. Now this is the spiritual side of it. Ask God for help. The Bible says, if any man comes to me, he will know why cast out. If you come to God asking for help over the problem you have, he wouldn't tell you, go back or leave me alone, no. He says, if any man, if any man comes to me, he will, he will in no wise cast out. So go to God and tell him, this is the problem you have. Lord, I have this problem and I need your help. I need you to help me battle this problem. I cannot do it on my own. I need your help. I'm going to take steps, I'm going to take a decision, I'm going to take decisive action about this problem, about this addiction. But I need you to help me. I need you to help me. That's very important. And because we have heard that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, we should note that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling out of strongholds and the cast down of malicious and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's very long. The point here really is that we don't fight this thing just physically. We, we fight spiritually. And how can we fight spiritually? There are two scriptures that I think are very important when it comes to addictions. I'll share them with you. Philippians 2 verse 10. Philippians 2 verse 10. Because addictions come really because we have opened our hearts to them. And because they are evil things, evil spirits control them. Demons manipulate, they cause people to do things they did not want to do. So unlike the coke issue where you can just tell yourself, oh, no more coke, yeah, something like that. And you control yourself because it's a sinful addiction. If it's, if it's a sexual addiction, for instance, saying I wouldn't have sexual relationship with anybody once I'm married, wouldn't just suffice to be very frank it wouldn't just suffice saying that if you are born with lying saying that oh i wouldn't just lie again it wouldn't just suffice for wrestle not against flesh and blood 
not against the principalities, against the powers. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not physical. Okay? So, one way to deal with these problems, you cannot say, okay, evil spirit, or you dislike spirit, or this spirit that causes me to have uh, to, to commit sexual sins, go, bye bye, leave my body. Nah, that's all that way. You address them, you pray against them, you speak to them. Philippians 2 verse 10 says, very, very powerful scripture. At the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, now this is, these are the ways to deal with sinful addiction. There's the physical side of it, there's the spiritual side of it. This is the spiritual side of it. First of all, ask God to help you. Then say, at the mention of the name of Jesus, the Bible says, at the mention of Jesus, every knee must bow. Of things in heaven, of things on the earth, of things beneath the earth. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, you mention the type of thing it is, you know, that has been operating in me, operating me, operating my body, or causing me to do this, causing me to do that. I command you right now to bow in the name of Jesus. So you, you can pray this prayer in the morning, pray it in the afternoon, pray it at night time. Keep on praying this prayer until there is a complete deliverance. One other thing to do as a Christian is to declare John 8 verse 36. John 8 verse 36 which says, If the Son of Man has set you free, you are free indeed. Because I, Kenesiku Osuji, have been set free by Jesus Christ. I am free indeed. I am no longer only under any form of yoke or bondage of sin. I, am, I have been liberated by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am free from every yoke of sin. I am free from every stronghold of the enemy. I am free. So declare your freedom. That's the other thing you should do. So a combination of this repeatedly, because habits, because addictions are things that you find yourself doing, maybe often, but you actually do not have a control over this. So you have to repeatedly do these things to overcome, to kill, drive out the addictions. And I mentioned earlier that there's a place of the heart, yeah? And sin is conceived in the heart. Sin doesn't start from the hands, or sin doesn't start from the legs, or sin doesn't start from the ear or something. No. It's, it's in the heart. The Bible says that lust is first conceived in the heart, then it brings forth sin. And when sin has matured, when it's finished, it brings forth, it brings forth death. So it starts from the heart. So one thing I know, one effective way to deal with addictions is to start from the heart. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. And this sounds, I mean, I've heard this all my life. Guard your heart with all diligence. But what does this actually mean? It means protect your heart at all costs. Protect your heart at all costs. Have you seen... Okay, I know some of us have seen the White House, yeah? And um, it looks very simple. It looks, um, it looks okay, sure. I mean, from, from the outside, you can see the inside. But I know that... You can't get into the White House except you have permission to get into the into the White House. You can probably jump the fence and one or you like, but to enter into that door, you can't. Things that are sacred are very protected. With the White House, entrance to the main building is highly protected. 
except you have permission to enter and you cannot enter. And that is what the Bible says you should do to our hearts. Guard your heart with all diligence. Protect your heart at all costs. It's what you allow to enter your heart that, that actually really enters. And I'd like to tell us a story which was told by Jesus in Matthew 12 verse 43 to 45. Jesus Christ told us about the story of a person who had, who had one evil spirit and this is the problem with addictions. Just one evil spirit. For some reason the evil spirit was, was sent out of the person. The heart was cleaned. Read it. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. The heart was clean. The person probably surrendered his life to Christ again and said, Oh God, cleanse me and purge me and everything. The evil spirit went around and was going up and up saying, Oh, you know what? Let me go back home. The home is the heart of the person. And he saw that the heart was clean. And this is where we miss it. We've taken the decision to stop addictions before, but somehow we go back and continue with the addictions. This is the reason why. We take this journey, oh God, clean me, cleanse me. And God does that because he's, he's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. He cleanses your heart from every problem you have. However, like Jesus Christ said, he saw that the house was clean. The evil spirit saw the house was clean. And now the evil spirit didn't just go back alone to the heart of the person that was very clean. He called seven other evil spirits. Oh, come, you guys, come join me. Let's, let's stay here, you know. And he got back in. The reason why they got back in was because after the forgiveness, repentance and all of that stuff, this person did not guard his heart, he did not protect his heart at all cost. So they saw the heart and the answer, they gained easy, I mean it may not have been easy but they gained their chance, they gained the access to the heart of the person. So I'm saying that we need to watch what goes into our hearts. The heart of a person cannot be empty for too long. It's either filled with God, holiness, righteousness, or with evil. And that's a fact. If it is not filled with God, righteousness, holiness, and all of that, within a short time, within a short time, evil begins to creep in. And this is a fact. This is a fact. So if we want to deal with addictions we have forgiven we are we're asking for forgiveness we're taking these steps we're praying you should continually engage your heart your spirit man to be filled with the holy ghost be filled with god with righteousness and power and read your bible don't entertain any just keep it pure keep it clean because the moment it is empty the moment you don't have the power of god the spirit of god in you it takes very little time before your heart is penetrated by, by the devil. So that's it. So these are these things we need to do. I may not have organized them properly. I may not have set them um, in an order that it should be, but this is roughly the way I have learned to fight addiction, sinful addictions. And this works. Trust me, it works. So a recap, you know, that's it starts with a decision. Take decisive actions, don't indulge yourself. And there's a spiritual side of it, you know. Um, ask God to help you pray constantly for deliverance because you know we have said that it's not wrestling against flesh and blood, you know. And guard your heart. Lust is conceived in, in the heart, then it brings forth sin. 
then it brings forth death. You can listen to this episode all over again, sleep on it, you know, just listen to this over and over again, you will see results. Yeah? So let's say prayer. If you know you have a problem with an addiction, if you know that you've tried, you're struggling, you've failed, you've started again, you have stumbled, you have failed, your time for liberation has come. Your time of deliverance has come. If you know that the things that you want to do for God, you don't do them because of sin. And the very things you have pledged, you have vowed, you have promised not to do, you end up doing them. You can actually live a life free of sin. You can actually walk with God. You can actually be free from sin. Before we say this prayer, if you're listening to this episode and you don't even have a relationship with God, you don't even have God as your Lord and Savior, there's no personal relationship with Him. Maybe you were once a Christian, you know, maybe probably when you were growing up or something, but you've lost track of everything and there's no relationship and you're willing to come back to His fold. You're willing to start afresh willing to start working with him. I'd like for us to say a prayer. Take a decision today to begin a new work with God. The Bible says, if any man comes to me, he will know I cast out. It's his promise. He will not go back on his promise. So say this prayer after me for those who want to start a new relationship with God. Just say this after me. Say, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I accept that I have been a sinner. I have wronged you. I have done things that I ought not to do. confess my sins to you, Father. I've come before you to begin a new walk. I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Give me a brand new beginning. And from now on, Lord, I promise walk with you to the very end. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Now for those of us who have problems with sinful addictions, you've tried like Apostle Paul said, you engage yourself in things that you know you should engage in and it's beginning to trouble you. You're tired of everything, you can't do this on your own. Join me as we say this prayer. Our Father and our God, we say thank you. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Lord, we have come 
to ask for mercy. Please have mercy upon us. Do not judge us according to our sins, but please have mercy upon us. Lord, we confess and admit that we have problems. We have problems with sinful addictions and we need your help. Come and help us, Lord. Help us fight these addictions. We cannot do this on our own, Lord. Therefore, Father, we know in your word, 1 John 3, verse 8, that says, Whoever commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. Lord, we do not want to be of the devil. We want to be of you. The same scripture then says, For this purpose was the Son, was the son of Man made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Therefore arise, Lord, and destroy every work of sin in our lives. In the name of Jesus. For this purpose were you made manifest, that you would destroy every work of the devil. And the devil walketh sin, Lord, in my life, in our lives, please destroy every form of bondage, every yoke of sin. That has so easily beset us. Set us free, Lord. Liberate us by your blood in the name of Jesus. Therefore, Father, your word says, if the Son of Man shall set you free, you are free indeed. We declare our freedom. We declare our liberation from every yoke of sin, from every bondage in the name of Jesus. We are free. We are free. We are free indeed. Therefore, Lord, as we take steps, as we take decisive steps and actions, please help us. Help us to be faithful, Lord. Help us every day. Help us every single day. Come into our hearts and fill your hearts with your presence. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. So just um, listen to this podcast, this episode again and again and again and again. If you have if you have friends who um, have problems with addictions, who you have told about this addiction, they have, you can share this podcast with them. I'm saying this because not for this podcast or anything to grow. No. I'm saying this because this works. This works. So if you know anybody who has issues with addictions, you can share them a link to this podcast. And God will help. God will help us. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.